Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem will be learning Daf Zayin in Masechus Ksubis. You know, uh, the second half of Daf Zayin, hopefully we'll get there today, discusses the source of Sheva Brachas, the text of the Sheva Brachas. And coming attractions, Daf Ches is going to be all the text of the Sheva Brachas and Agarata, which is appropriate because Malki, Barry's granddaughter, got married last night to cops from Queens. A great guy. May they be zochah to build the bais and be Israel, and their house always be filled with Torah and joy and love. Okay. And also, of course, two nights ago was Shmuley Sauer's wedding, and then last night we made Shavar Brachas for Shmuley Sauer. So Shavar Brachas is in the air, David. And so we're going to get to that. But before we do, we'll have some lumdus, And then, don't worry, Andrew, Friday is Daftes. Welcome back, Andrew. Daftes is like if... Ksubis is Shas Katan. I don't know if you've heard that phrase. Daftes is like Ksubis Katan. It's all the lumdus you could ever ask for. So, first we talk about what is the halacha, what is the halacha with regards to the Friday night, the first night being Friday night. So we had started five lines up from the bottom of Vavam Bays, where the Gemara said, Rov Bikinin, an unbelievable thing, that since most people are Bikinin what? Hata, Hataya. Right, this idea of being able to be with a nida with a nida. Let scratch that. To be able to be with a basula without getting down basulim was like a skill. Which again, I don't know how it's a, a, you want acquires such a skill, but it's a skill that rove people ha- know how to do it. I guess in those days, and that has a halakha consequence because that would mean, therefore, that it, when one is with a basula, it is not a psikresha that they will be dumb. Well, once there's not a psikresha, so therefore one would say that it's mutter if you hold like Rabbi Shimon, that davrashen miskaven is mutter. So that's what the Gemara said. So Amalei Rav Barchan Again, we're looking for, how could you say that it would be mutter? So it could be that if Rav Baki and Hain, then it is mutter. So Amalei Rav Barchan Alayabaye, Elamiyata Shushvinan Lama, Ma'apa Lama, don't we know? Uh, we don't know it yet, but don't we learn the halachos? And don't we know in practice, which is what they were ta- referring to, that they used to have people checking to see for the Dam Basulim. This is where all the guy at work will make fun of you with the sheet and the, and they, and they, and they, uh, this is something that somehow all the nations of the world found out about the sheet. This is like the one thing they know. So anyway, there's a sheet. What's the sheet? The sheet was right to demonstrate the Dam Basulim. And why do we have the sheet? As we described in our very first day of Ksubis, we have the sh- we have the sheet not because we're barbaric and we want to see Dam Basulim and we're archaic. On the contrary, it's because we introduced this concept of having this holy matrimony, right? This concept of the sacredness of, of marriage, and so that's why we're here to talk about the Basulim Nisus Biyom Revi in this Dam Basulim. Be that as it may, if we have all of these experts, all of these. All these chasanim know exactly how to avoid dam basulim. So then what are we doing with the sheet? If a guy wanted to rat out his wife, he could just do the hataya. And then sheet or no sheet, the sheet's going to be clean. So says the Gemara, no. Amar hasam shema yiravi abed. That our concern is uh, sheet notwithstanding, right? If a person if, is, if a, is going to want to rat out his wife, and that's going to be his plan lechatchila, so then guess what? He'll go and he'll say, oh, I didn't see Dan Basulim. But that 
all that does is start an investigation. And the first thing they're going to do with the investigation is a physical exam. And when they do a physical exam, then if this guy was a Hataya master, so then they're going to notice that there actually has not been right any physical disruption of the basula, and it's not going to work. They're going to say, hey, listen, buddy, I don't know what you were playing at, but she is, certainly is a basula. So it's not going to work. The only way that he could possibly rat her out and make her seem, why anybody would do this, we don't know, but the only way he could make her seem like she wasn't a basula would be to, right, actually not do hataya and then extract the dam basulim, so to speak, and then bury the evidence, right? So that's why we have the sheet, okay. Anyways, so then we say, still, how could it be that basula, who would hold that basula is, is going to be usher? To have the beer shown on Shabbos, we're going to ask that kasha from a Mishnah in Edios. Masvav Ami Hamapis Morsa B'Shabbos Im Lasus Lapeh Chayev V'Hotzi B'Mena Licha. As we arrive at Zayin Amidalef, the first word Potter. This Mapis Morsa is the right incision and drainage of a boil. You're you're draining a boil on Shabbos. That's what a Morsa is. So we're saying like this. This is a famous Mishnah in Edios, and by the way, a very famous Tosfos. If Sukhraisen Diziyasa of yesterday was, was massive, this one is a continuation of that massiveness. You always know that it's a massive Tosfos when it spills over to the other page. It has a lot to say. This is essentially, again, uh, this is the classic source material for Dover She'en Miskavein and Melacha She'en Atzricha So just to read what the words mean, again, if a person is lancing a boil on Shabbos, so then if their purpose is to make the opening, as Rashi explains, what do you mean to make the opening? Yeah, you want to keep that opening, you want to keep that opening patent for a whole day. Don't worry, I waited for you to get to Zion of Adalaf. If you want to keep that opening for the whole day, and that would be actually, right, obviously, if even if, uh, I'll explain. If the idea is to create an opening that's bona and it's chayev, it says, and if the purpose is to release the pus, so then it's going to be putter. So wait a minute. Releasing the pus is putter. Either way, he's trying to make an opening. How's he releasing the pus if not to make the opening? So that's why Rashi points out. If the point is to have an opening that's patented open for a day, so then that's his whole point, is to air it out, so then that's bone. But releasing pus is not a malacha. Making an opening is a malacha. So if all he's trying to do is temporarily release the pus, that's what Rashi's trying to explain, so then it's going to be putter. Why? Because the opening is incidental. The opening is a davershen and miskavein. So that mission in Edios becomes the classic case of, ah, but is it melachashen and tzrichalagufa, or is it a davershen and miskavein? So what's the difference? So without, uh, uh, yeah, what's the difference? I, I'm not going to say it over here now. I, it would take me more than two days, right, to, to discuss that sugya. But one approach that, some achronim have that might help conceptualize. That is really what, if you're reading these Tosfusin of Sechreis and Ziyasa and Mapis Morsa, you get a fuller appreciation of these sugyas of Davashen of and Malacha Shein of But it goes back to what we said the other day, that Malacha, if you have an intention to do the actual Malacha, so that means you really do have an intention to create this opening. That's what Mapis Morsa is teaching you, right? It's just a question of whether you need this opening for the sake of an opening, or you need it in order to release the, the, the fluid. That's a little bit different than Dovashen and Miskavin. Dovashen and Miskavin is the opening is an incidental, right, 
uh, byproduct of your action. So it's more, it's a little bit more removed. However, some Achorin will explain, as we discussed yesterday, if you have an incidental effect, an incidental byproduct of your action that is psikresha, that is certainly going to happen, then that could take the Davashen Miskavein and turn it into a Malachashen Tzrichalagufa. Because now you've taken that action and you've defined it, right? Now you've taken this cutting off of the chicken's head, and instead of just saying, I'm using it to use the chicken head as a toy, right? You have because of the fact that you cannot say, I'm just taking off a chicken's head, I'm not trying to kill the chicken, that's mm-hmm. impossible, it's one and the same. So now you've taken that Davashen Miskavin and turned it into Malacha Shein Atzich by, uh, by the fact that the Psyk ratio is actually inevitable. Okay, so you've defined the act, right, by its consequence because the consequence is inevitable. Be that as it may, it sounds like in that mission in Adios that any time, that you have any consequence, as long as that's not your intention, then that would not be considered, that, you know, then that would be mutter. After all, you're lancing a boil. You certainly need, there's no way you're going to get this pus out without the opening, and yet you're saying that it's mutter if the whole purpose was to let out the pus. So it says the Gemara, hasam kid ve'akir, hachap kid ve'lo'akir. So now we go back to before this idea, very ba- full circle to this machlokas of whether it's Mifkat, or the, I should say, the logic tree, as to whether the dam is Mifkat Pakid, or is Raichabur Mechbara. Here we're saying like this, that with lancing the boil is literally like a fluid-filled sack. Pakid ve'akir. And therefore, right, it would be mutter, because when it's like a fluid-filled sack that's totally separate, so then there's no chabura. That's within the context of chabura. If it's really Mifkat Pakid, then maybe ain't hachinami. If it's really detached, then maybe it would be true that it would be mutter if it's a davashen miskavin, but it's that's not the case by dam besulim. By dam besulim, the gemara is trying to answer that it's a little bit more like chavala, as Rashi says in the last wide line here on the top. There is an element of chavala here in the dam besulim, and therefore, even with a davashen miskavin, again, davashen miskavin is not necessarily going to help for a chavala. Right, because for the chavala, uh, that is actually an act of wounding, and therefore it's certainly going to be more likely in that case, uh, from the perspective of the mifkat pocket perspective, that's still going to be usher with respect to chavala. Right, it's nivlaktas bechavalim, so domen lemechubar, and therefore it's unlike right lancing a boil in that regard. Okay. So now let's see how we paskin. So Rebbe Ami, Rebbe Ami, All this having been said, you might remember, in Rav's yeshiva they said that Rav was Mekel and that Shmuel was Machmer. In Shmuel's yeshiva in Neharda, they said that, that Shmuel was, right, um, was Mekel and that Rav was, was Machmer. They all were Mekel for themselves, right? So here too, Rebbe Ami said that it's Mutter, okay? So Amr the Rabbanan said to Rebbe Ami, V'halok siva ksubasa, Huh, a, a, a technicality. What's the technicality? Unbelievable. We don't know this, but the Ron explains what's going on. If you say, in other words, let's say all of this, put all the lumbus aside, Barry, all the Mifkar Pakid, all the Chabur Mechbara, put the whole logic tree aside. Let's say it's Mutter to live Basula Friday night. But you did, assuming you didn't write a Ksuba yet, as the Ron explains, okay, so then how are you going to do this Bia Why not? Because there's an Isidur Abanan, fellas, to do a Bia without a Ksuba. 
that was what they're abundant. In order to enforce the ksuba, they say, you can't live with her unless you have a ksuba. And by the way, that has uh, implications, lahalacha, even today. The wife needs to know where the ksuba is. It doesn't ha- she doesn't have to have it in her hand, uh, but she needs to know where it is because if, in fact, it does get destroyed, there's an isajar abanan, right? She needs to have it rewritten, believe it or not. That's what I heard, actually, uh, from, I think it was Rabbi uh, Dr. Glatt, I think, that he said that if, 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 you, if she knew that it was destroyed, she would need to have, you need to have to wait uh, to have it rewritten before being together, me, Darabana. Okay, so that's the issue here. This happened to you? Not to me. <laughs> if it would happen to anybody, okay, it doesn't matter. No, I know someone that happened to her. Her life obviously, so she would know where it was, like, right. here, and then Binyamin, of course, knows somebody who this happened to. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah. It's a separate yeah. document. It's got to like, tell the story that they actually got married. Right. <laughs> and this was it, and we don't know where it is. Right. <laughs> okay, so, so therefore, the issue is, if, if this, in fact, assuming that the ksuba wasn't written, let's say, let's say uh, the minog in this place was to write the ksuba at the wedding, for argument's sake, right? And so the wedding was not, uh, and, but you can't write a ksuba on Shabbos, obviously. And so they have the wedding. How are they having this beer shown on Friday? That's what the Rabbanan said back to Rabbi Ami. Unbelievable. There's a lot of lumbas here too. Uh, and he says that, no, instead of writing it up, even if it's not written, you can actually, you know, like you give a bar mitzvah boy a gift on Shabbos and you're makne it to him and you're saying like after Shabbos we'll fill out all the details. You could do that with the kala on Friday. The question is, can you really make this Kenyan? Normally when you do it in shul, they have a shtick too. All right, so whatever shtick they used in shul, that's, Ron says, that's what, assume that's the shtick that they used over here, that they were maknated before, they maknated to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Whatever shtick you're going to use in shul to give the bar mitzvah boy his, his Mishnah Brura, uh, that, uh, on Shabbos, that shtick you could use with the kala as well, and temporarily for the purposes of the ksuba and Banan, that's going to be sufficient, okay? So that was Rabbi Ami, he allowed it. Rizvid also allowed it. Some say, not only did he allow it, but he did it. He got married on Friday night and had to be shown on Friday night. Good. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, he allowed to have the Bireshonah with the Basula on Yantiv. So now, the question is, does that mean that he dafka only allowed it on Yantiv and he didn't allow it on Shabbos? Or we're just telling like a Maisa Shahaya? So Gemara says, Amar of Papi Mishmeida Rava. Rava had said, Lotem of Yantiv Deshari. Habishabas Asr, don't make this diuk. Don't make this inference that the fact that Ravzvit that uh, Rabbi Yehuda did it on Yantiv means that he didn't want to do it on Shabbos because it was Asr. Nami Shari happens to be that Rabbi Yehuda held that even on Shabbos it's mutter. Don't ask a kasha from Maisa. It just happened to be, right, that 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 he did it on Yantiv. It's like the famous story when Rav Maisha like picked up one, or Moshe Feinstein's, that's all, picked up one orange juice and put it down and then picked up the other one and drank it. And they thought that he was trying to indicate that the first orange juice was trafe because it's two different, right, brands. But it turns out the first one was just empty, right? <laughs> and so he went for the second one. Right, some of the Minhagen could start that way. So here, he happened to have gotten, it was better on Yontif because everybody was around. So he happened to have gotten Yontif, but he wasn't trying to imply that, that Shabbos was Aser as opposed to Yontif. However, Rav Papa disagrees. He says that no, he, this, you can make an inference. There's a difference between Shabbos and Yontif. Can you, can you uh, imagine what the difference between Shabbos and Yontif 
Might be. Let's see. In fact, on it be mutter and Shabbos be usher. So, which of these malachas that we're talking about? What chavala is mutter on yantiv and not on Shabbos? No, mifkat pakid binyan is mutter on yantiv and not Shabbos. How, how do you allow it? Amalei of Papa, of Papa. My datech. What would be the reasoning that would distinguish Shabbos and yantiv? Are you going to say mitoch? Okay, uh, we learned Masechet Beitzah, Baruch Hashem. You guys want to go through the sugi of mitoch for for five days now? Let's just uh, do it in two seconds here. Are you going to say mitoch shehutra chabur l'tzorach chutra nami shelo l'tzorach? So we know that there's a concept of mitoch shehutra l'tzorach chutra nami shelo l'tzorach, which is to say that let's say shechting shechita is mutter. Oh, so maybe shechita is the issue because what is shechita after all, right? If you're going to go with one of the uh, branches of this logic tree of what the iser is of being bo besula, right? First time, oh, well shechita is kind of like chabura. One could line it up that it's the same iser, that it's that dam releasing natilas neshama type of iser. Well, if that's the case, then wait a minute. We have the concept of mitoch, that shechita of an animal, that certainly is hutra letzorich. When we say letzorich, we say what? We mean letzorich ochal nefesh. Anything that it's letzorich ochal nefesh, right? The oinig yantiv, ochal nefesh, eating in particular. So we know already that you're allowed to shecht an animal on yantiv. That's like the big allowance, right? That's the dispensation of the ochal nefesh on yantiv. So maybe you say, because shechita is mutter letzorech, meaning letzorech ochal nefesh, it should be mutter also, shelo letzorech erech nefesh dehainu for the biarishona of the besula. Ah, is that what you're going to say? Elamiyatim mutter lasus mugmer biyantiv so wait a second. Are you going to say that the same would be that you can light incense on Yantiv? Because after all, the other example of what you do in preparation of food, one would be shechita, the other would be cooking, right? Bishul, lighting a fire. So are you going to say, oh, if shechita, if chabura and shechita is mutter for the sake of eat, of shechting an animal, so then you could do chabura with the bielas basula on yantiv as well. So if that was the case, I can give you another analogy that should also work. That just because havara is mutter for cooking for bishul, it should be mutter for the lighting of incense as well. Um, so says the Gemara. No, Amalei. He said back to puppy, Alecha Amar Kura, Ach Asher Yachel Echol Nefesh, right? The Pasuk says, Ach Asher Yachel Echol Nefesh, right? That's the dispensation that allows for Ochol Nefesh. Well, that dispensation is written in some limiting form. Asher Yachel Lechol Nefesh, has to be for everyone. And from that we learn, Dover Hashava Lechol Nefesh, right? That this Ochol Nefesh dispensation is only going to be allowed for that which is uh, common to all people. Uh, maybe not all, all people, rove people, right? The overwhelming majority. So in other words, again, shechita and eating, Andrew, is for the overwhelming majority of people. Everybody can relate to that. And everybody, as, you know, as we'll see, can also relate. If somebody tells you, oh, he's going to you know, get married and be with his kala, everybody understands what that is. Uh, incense, okay. Yes, we've seen Andrew wear it with his beads, and his and his sixties glasses with some incense that 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 we've seen, but not every nobody else in this room likes incense. That's something that's an acquired taste. So I'm like Ravacha Bari the Rav the Ravashi. Elamiyata needs damelot zvibi yantiv hoil veinu shavul chal nefesh hachi nami daasul lemishchate. Okay, well if you're going to say that that which is not shavul chal nefesh is going to be also. So again, just to follow what the Gemara is saying, the Gemara is saying that the fact that we know that incense is not allowed on yantiv. So maybe Bilas Basula shouldn't be allowed in Yantiv, and we're saying that's two different things. Incense is not Shavalchol Nefesh, and 
and Bilas Basula is something that everybody can understand. Um, so now we're saying, well, okay, well, venison, is also not Shavalachal Nefesh. And therefore, and yet everybody knows that if you happen to have, uh, if one of the deer in, in Baltimore happened to have wandered into your trap, like Tzvi Holland, uh, uh, Shlita has a deer trap in his backyard in the hopes that one day he can shecht one. It's a whole other story. So if, but they're too smart for him, don't worry. Nobody's gotten caught yet. So if that, if it would happen to trap it on Yantiv, you better believe he's going to shecht it on Yantiv. It's shovel, but maybe he shouldn't be allowed to. After all, venison is rare delicacy indeed. One can't say that it's shavu chol nefesh. Maybe it's more like incense, and therefore it shouldn't be us. Right? Shouldn't be allowed. So maybe it should be also lemishchate. So Amalei, so Ravashi said no. Ana davar atzoruch lechol nefesh kamina tzvit tzoruch lechol nefeshu. Variety of ways to understand this, but what, what I think the simplest way to understand it is davar hatzoruch lechol nefesh. Nobody needs incense, Andrew. Just because you like it doesn't mean that a we don't like it. And B, nobody needs it, right? That's just like an acquired taste. Wow, the two guys, the two partiers are here. Barry made a chasana last night for his granddaughter, Malki. And tzvi, tzarek l'chol nefesh. But at tzvi, everybody eats, right? You gotta eat. That's one way of saying it. Um, the other way of saying it is that the, the venison happens to be very expensive. So the, the other way of saying it is that it, it's limited and who consumes it only by the price tag, right? But if everybody, if anybody who could afford it would gladly eat it, right? No, nobody doesn't eat venison, okay? So be that as it may, the, the, the venison is considered tzarech lechol nefesh, whereas the, right, the incense is not, and that's why shechting anything, I would have said that. I would have said, right? Shechting anything is obviously by definition lechol nefesh, right? As opposed to incense, which is not. Oh, so right, showering within, well, it does get into the shower. Not everyone showers every day, but everyone showers. Right, so Binyamin asks, showering, some people say, if you're an istinist, you may have heard that psak, that if not showering is going to make ruin you, so then maybe then you're allowed to, and it's, uh, there's it some like, subjectivity. Even though it seems like from Rocky's life, that, you know, incense is for a mafunak, right? So then it's right. not a shovel damage. So which one is it? Or do we apply this logic to reason with speed, where it's right. like, yeah, that's okay. If everyone had hot water, then they would shower every day, but not everyone does. <laughs> like, right. So it depends on the degree. I still think it's it's not exactly, but it fits in. In other words, where does showering fit in? We're not going to paskin now, but but watch this. Watch this, Benjamin. Showering is like a hybrid because it is and it isn't shavu lechol nefesh. It's not showering lechol nefesh in the sense that an istin, only an istinist needs to, right, shower, right? Only somebody who really showers every day and would be, their life would be ruined without it needs to shower. But from the perspective of the act of showering, that's something that everybody can relate to. So showering is shavu l'chol nefesh. It's just having to shower every day that's not shavu l'chol nefesh. So one could say that for the istinist, it, it is an activity that is shavu l'chol nefesh. So it fits into this. Like, how would you fit this hybrid thing, which is showering, into this? Like, we say that incense is both not shavu l'chol nefesh in terms of not everybody can even understand what that is, why anybody would do that. Uh, as opposed to showering, everybody understands why you would do that. They just don't understand why you would do it uh, uh, right, so that may be more similar to the venison in a way, right? Where everybody can understand why you would eat venison, but they but they just may not be able to uh, apply it to themselves in every case. Be that as may, Amar Yaakov Beridi, Horeb Yochanan Beitzidon, also live up with Chilab Shabbos. All this having been said, Rabbi Yochanan the right said that it was usher to to bring the basula on, on Shabbos, and but the fascinating question, 
the Lashon, Horever B'yochanan, he taught, so more is one who teaches, right? But the question is, is that really teaching? Fascinating Rashi here, he says, do we really call Isser Because Rashi, I'll say it outside for the sake of saving time, anybody can be Machmir. It's like when you have an inside counsel and you want to do something. So any lawyer could tell you, no, that could be a problem. Right? Yeah, we know. Anything could be a problem. That's why we hired you, to tell us how to navigate this and to do it in a way that's not a problem. Similarly with the Rabbanim. Horah means Moraderech. Show us the way. Show us proactively the way how we can behave. Anybody could tell you that that might be usher. <laughs> I could tell you there might be usher. But, you know, that's safe, right? Anything could, might, might, might be usher. So Horah, typically Rashi has a beautiful formulation of it, right? Amatir Somech al Hora is defined as being able to show somebody what they can do, not what they cannot do. So then it's just a weird lashon that what horror of Yochanan that's also, that really makes sense. So the Gemara says sometimes we use the lashon, sometimes showing you the way also show, is showing you what you cannot do in that's none. Because we have in the Mishnah and Nazir, Horua Basil Shatein Azir Ochevashanima Chiros. It's a, a, a wild case. The case of, of Hilani and Malka, as Rashi explains, uh, the whole idea where she made a nether that she's going to be Nazir for seven years if her son comes back safely from war. And sure enough, he came back safely from war, but she was in Chutzlars. You can turn this into a Zionist uh, Mishnah because of the fact that she was in Chutzlars, all Chutzlars is considered to be Tumah. And then when she came back to Eretz Yisrael, Basil said she has to do another seven years of Nazirs. Be that as it may, Horua Basil. In other words, they used the Lush and Hora, and it was Le'iser. So therefore, it's Mashmada Horua doesn't always mean Laheter. Vinami, Kihadetanya, or you could say another one. There's a Brysa, another example of this idea where Horua is Le'iser. Chuta Shudrash and Ifsak Berubo. Now we're taking a little quick uh, tour through all of Tuma and Shas. This has to do with the Trefas. Over here, the Trefa. What constitutes a trefa? So there's a machlokas. One would say maybe it has to have a split in the spinal cord. Okay, that's what Rebbe held. And Rebbe Yaakov Omer, Afilo Nikev. That it doesn't even have, need to have a full split. It could just have a little pierce, which is a smaller, right, a smaller lesion there. And still it's going to be t- considered a trefa. And we say, Ho Rebbe, Rebbe Yaakov. There you go. Rebbe Yaakov was in the Marmach Mershita. And that's who we held like. And still we called it a hora. So therefore we could see hora usually is Lakula, but sometimes could be Lachumra, and therefore when Horah Yochanan that also live all of Basula, he could have been saying it with Lashon Hora, despite the fact that it was a Chumra. So Amar Avuna, Ein Halacha Rabbi Yaakov, we do not hold like Rabbi Yaakov. This, is, this is, has to do with the Brisa. Okay, don't be confused with Yaakov or Idi. This is with respect to the Trefa. We need a actual, right, um, a, a split as opposed to just a piercing. Okay. So now a different, that was, that was Rabbi Yochanan. We said, Hora Rabbi Yochanan. Now Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Masni Hachi, he learned it without the Hora. Amar Rabbi Yibo, Shal Rabbi Yishmael, Ben Yaakov, Demin Tzor, as Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Tzaydan, right? You have to say, B'Shem Omro. So they're quoting the line of, the chain of which they got the Mesorah. And I overheard what they were saying. And what were they saying? Can you have a Besula on Shabbos? Same Malacha, just that he didn't say Hora, he just said, that he heard that it was Asr, for, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Does anybody want to know the halacha? Okay, I'll tell you. Mutter After all that, yes, it's mutter. Is it really mutter? Don't get excited. Um, 
it may not be mutter today because this heter might be relying back on what we said that Ruben Bikin Behataya that it may only be mutter if you know how to do hataya and therefore it's not a psikresha and we are not considered Bikin Behataya Bismanazah. So let's avoid it until further notice. In the meantime, we had chasanas this week, beautiful chasanas this week. And so Baruch Hashem, it was midweek. And now we transition, Andrew, to the topic of Shever Brachos. Three lines down in the wide. Shever Brachos. New topic. Amar Yichel Bar Mabuna. Amar Baba Bar Zavda. Amar Rav. Achas Besulav. Achas Amana. Teuna Bracha. Teuna Bracha. What do you mean Bracha? Rashi. Birchas Chasan. Shever Brachos. Okay. We say the Shever Brachos, whether it's a marriage, a first marriage, or, or a widow. Okay. Umi Amar Ravuna Hachi. Did he really say this? Amar Ravuna Almana Eina Teuna Bracha. Ravuna himself said explicitly that an almana does not get shavar brachos. So does an almana get shavar brachos or not? So lo kasha. Kan bebacha shenasa almana. Kan be'almon shenasa almana. So guess what? If a new chasan is marrying an almana, then you sure do have shavar brachos. As long as one of them, it's their first wedding, right? So they, there will be shavar brachos. Uh, what do you mean when you say shavar brachos? you mean shavar brachos under the chuppah or do you mean shavar brachos like shavar brachos like Barry's going to go to tonight? So, like the seven days of Suda. Don't worry, we're going to get into that. So the Gemara says, right, however, be that as it may, it looks like if he's a widower and she's a widow, so then you don't have Shevard Brachos. What kind of Shevard Brachos? Let's see. Now the Gemara is going to explain. But Is that true? That if, he's a, if they're both widowed and they get married, there's no Shevard Brachos? We learned, Where do we learn the source? That you always say Shevar Brachos amongst ten men. And Shanamar, Rus, what did Boaz do? Right? He gathered ten men when he married Rus. Boaz did. And he said, sit. And that's the source of Shevar Brachos, guys. And guess what? That's the whole story. Rus would not, we not, would not be talking about Rus if she wasn't an Almana. And Boaz, we know himself, was an Almana himself. And so you had an almond and an almana, and he's getting them together. And this is the very source of Shevar Brachos. So you're going to turn around, Andrew, and tell me that almond and almana don't get Shevar Brachos? LMI, says the Gemara, my ain't to una bracha dama ravuna. What do you mean that they don't get Shevar Brachos? Ain't to una bracha kol shiva. Ah. Yeah, of course they have a chuppah. They're getting married under the chuppah, and you're going to say the Shevar Brachos under the chuppah, and you're going to divide out the bracha. And by the way, Andrew, next time you make a wedding, if you, uh, if you want to stew Shabbos to get a bracha instead of me, I'll understand. Okay, and if, you, and if you hear a little bitterness in my voice, it's your imagination. <laughs> but those bracha, that bracha that you gave to Stewie Shabbos, that you're always going to do, even with Almanta and Almana, right? Mm-hmm. We love you, Stewie. I know you're listening to that explaining. Um, so that is always going to be the case. What we mean is the seven days of, of Sudas afterwards. The seven days of, stu- uh, of Sudas afterwards is what you don't have with an Almana Almana. So, in other words, they're going to have one being that first day. That first Suda, you're going to have the Shevar Brachas. And that first, right, day of marriage, you're going to have the Shevar Brachas. The only thing that you don't have in an Alman and Almana is you don't have the seven days of going to people's houses and having them make Shevar Brachas, what we call Shevar Brachas to you, right? So, we'll call it the Brachas versus the Seudas. So, the Brachas they have, the Seudas uh, for the following week, they don't have. Okay, however, the Gemara says, look at this, El Haddatanya, Shakdu, right? Remember, we have a Shakdu with the Shev Brachos. There was a Brisa 
We've already seen shaktu in a few contexts, right? Shaktu to prepare the meals. Shaktu that the, and shaktu that the husband and wife have to spend at least three days together. At least one long weekend. Shaktu chachamim atakhanus b'lis Yisrael. Shishamech imash shlosha yamim. Right? He has to take off at least three days from work. So wait a minute. B'may. We didn't question this then, but we'll question it now. Right? We're saying now that if it's an alman and almana, they only have one day. And everyone else gets seven days. So what's this three days of shevabachos? <laughs> what's this three days? Ibe bachar amar chiva. If you're saying a bachar, we said seven days. Ibe almon hamars yam echad. If it's Almon and Almon, you said one day. So why is this, uh, where do we get this three days of Sheva Brachos? We've never heard of such a thing. So the Gemara says, one of two possible answers. Maybe, Yeah, you could say, maybe it's, we're dealing with widows and widows here, and you have one day for Brachos, and the three days are just Simcha. Not necessarily Sheva Brachos per se, but you have to have feast and you have to have a good time. Maybe you say with the with it's a bachar and you get seven days of shavar brachas or shlosh simcha. In other words, these shlosh simcha don't necessarily have to be separate. In other words, let's say the last four days of shavar brachas he'll go to work, right? And then he'll after work he'll go to shavar brachas that kind of thing. So the three days of simcha are not necessarily. As stira or correlated or tied down to the Sheva Brachas at all. So as we turn to Zion and Beis, we're going to try to reject that answer. Sounds like we only say the Bracha for the Basula seven days and the Mana one day. My love, the point of this challenge is that it sounds like every widow has only one day, even if she's marrying a first-time Chassan. That's what it sounds like, right? It sounds like categorically it has to do with the girl. If she's a basula, she gets seven brachas. If she is, right, an almana, she only gets one day. So that's what the Gemara asks. Afilo almana, shenisis labachar. Sounds like even an almana, shenisis labachar, is going to get only one day. So the Gemara, lo, le almon. That's what the Bryson meant, that she's marrying a widower, and therefore, that's why they only get one day. Ava labachar mai. So the Gemara says, so what will be the alacha to bachar? Shiva, right? So you're going to say shiva? She gets, he achi listen me, vachan basula shiva. He says, why doesn't the Brisa just spell it out? That a Basula gets seven days no matter what. And then an Almana, it depends. If she's Nises Lebachar, she gets Shevrachos. If she's not, if she's Nises to, to an Alman, she gets one day. Why don't you just explain it? Says the Gemara, Milsa Psiksa Katani, the Lake of Basula, the Vasra Meshiva, the Lake Almana, the Vasra Meshiva. It's true. It's true that it might be true that if a almana marries a, a bachar, that she gets seven days. And it's true that the b'risa could have been more explicit. But katani, we just said basic fundamentals. Put it that way, right? That when it comes to an almana, you're never going to get less than one day. And when it comes to a basula, you're never going to get less than seven days of shavar brachos. And it's true that there's a case where an almana also gets seven days, but it's not you know, the basic fundamentals, and so therefore the Brisa had not mentioned it yet. Okay, now, eight lines down, the two dots, Gufa. Let's just analyze what Rav Nachman said. We said that the source of the Birchaz Chasanim, that it has to have a minion, right, as we call it, is from Boaz. Right? In order to marry Rus, he gathered ten men, and he had them sit down, and this, and that's where they got the chupa vikidushin. Rabbi Abawa Amar mehacha. Rabbi Abawa, however, had a different source. What was his source? Pasuk et tehillim. 
says, is what we call colloquially a choir, but it means a right hakel, a group of people. So you need to have a minion, right, a gathering in order to baruch Hashem. Mi makor Israel, makor means source. It also means womb. It's kind of like uterus related, I guess we could say, and therefore has to do with kiddushin. Okay. So now Rav Nachman behind kor the Rabbi Bo my darsh base. Now we're going to say why would one learn it from Boaz, whereas the other one would learn it from Tehillim. Like, what's the advantage and disadvantage of each pasuk? So Rav Nachman, right, learned it from, right, from Boaz. So Baha'i Kar, the Rebbe Bo, my Darshbe. So what is he doing with this pasuk at Tehillim? So he said, Because right, again, Makar Yisrael means something is going on in the womb. And here, Makhela, how do you like that? Colloquial usage of choir. So you put the choir together with the womb, and guess what? You learn that when we crossed, right, Yamsuf, even the fetuses sang Shira, and we learn that from the Pasuk, So we have that Pasuk as a source, and therefore we use the other Pasuk for Boaz to learn that you have a minion at a chuppah. Ve'idach, okay. Sir Rabbi Mora and Rabbi Bau, what are they, why are they rejecting Boaz? Because they say, no, 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 no. If it was trying to teach you that we're, that the fetus is saying, it would have said, me betten, maimim makar. Makar is like womb. Why from the womb? Al iske makar. Has to be a little bit more womb related, which is like inyane issues. It can't be talking about just the fetus. It has to be talking about before the fetus, more fundamental, the, right, the uterus. Okay. Rabbi Bo, Baha'i Kord of Nachman, my Darsh So what does he learn? What does Rabbi Bo? Learn from the Boaz Pasuk if he has to use this Makar for the, right, as the Makar, <laughs> for the, for the Chuppah. So, Homi Ba'ila the Medrash. He learns that idea from the Medrash. It says, Amoni Velo Amonis. This is a very unusual Mibaile. Some take this Mibaile out. Because after all, it's, this is not a Limud, right? It's like a Maisa Shahaya. In other words, we've already discussed this. Where do we learn? That the right the iser to marry uh, from Amun and Moab only applies to the men and not the women. Well, we learn it from Boaz, right? Rus Hamoaviyah. She was very controversial. She had the worst shidduch resume of all time. She she was an almana and she was a Moaviyah, and she really what well, didn't have right anything going for her. And yet Boaz, in the ultimate act of chesed, well, she had followed, right, her mother-in-law in the ultimate act of chesed, and Boaz followed her in the ultimate act of chesed, and so that's why our lineage is one of chesed, and David Melch comes from chesed. Be that as it may, it is from the story, not so much from, uh, uh, right, explanation of the Pasuk, but it's from the story that we thus learn that this Isser on Amun Moab is only on the males, not the females. That was a very controversial thing in its time. And Boaz, who was the God of the door, settled that controversy, con- that controversy, that Amoni, that the Isser is on the males and not the females of Ammon and Moab. The And that's what the Pasuk is teaching you. Not that you need a quorum for, right? Not that you need a quorum for a chopa, but that you can marry, right? This is where they learned that you can marry the Moaviyah. Okay. And the answer he's saying is like this. For, for the actual chuppah, you could get any 10 knuckleheads, and as long as you have a minion, it's good enough. 
But to establish this previously controversial rule and to be machria and to right to let people know that it's mutter for a ma'avia, you would need the zikanim. For that, you would need the actual elders. So says the Gemara. Ve'idach isakadaitech lemedrish lo saigelilavasara. Well, why are you getting ten? The flip side of that argument is that if what they're trying to do is paskin, then you only need like a bezin of three. Why are there's ten? It must be for a chuppah. No? The answer is no. In the Fresume Milsa, that yeah, it's true, to paskin you might need three. But Boaz needed to publicize this very controversial thing, and therefore he needed ten. Shmuel said to Rivchana, who either is called Bagdasa because he's from Baghdad, which would be cool, or because he knew Agadita, which is fine too. But be that as it may, he was called Ravchana Bagdasa. Puk beasara. He said, "Get me ten men." Right? There was a, another context, not for now. It's for Baba Basra. Uh, the question of whether one can uh, be makne something to a fetus, right? In other words, I want to be makne something. You go to a woman, you say, "I want to be makne something to your unborn child." Can you make such a kidyan? That was a machlokas. Be that as it may, when, when this machlokas, when Ravchana Bagdasa wanted to, uh, when Shmuel wanted to publicize that, he brought in 10 people. That's the source for when you really need to publicize a controversial halacha, that you need 10 people. Parenthetically, what's the halacha? You can't do that. You can't be mocking someone's unborn child. Um, you'll see, Rabbi Yochanan Paskin's like that in Baba Bastra. We'll end that soon enough. So now, 11 lines up from the wide lines, two dots, Tanarabanan, the actual brachas of Sheva brachas. You guys know that Barry's granddaughter Malki got married last night? So tonight is Sheva brachas. Tanarabanan, Mivarchin Bechas Chasanim, Mivais Chasanim. Rabbi Yudah Amer, Af Bevesa Erisin, Mivarchin Osa. So this is an interesting thing, as Rashi explains. What is Beis Chasanim? What's Beis Erisin? Uh, we'll explain in the Gemara. But basically, Beis Chasanim, Rashi explains this, Kshanichas Alechupas Nesun, that you say, Birchas Chasanim, under the chuppah. And Rabbi Yehuda said, we even say it in the house of Erison, which we'll explain, as Rashi says. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'll give it away. Basically, it's essentially referring to, we know that we say Shever Brachos under the chuppah, as we know, and we also say Shever Brachos at Shever Brachos, what we call Shever Brachos afterwards. Be that as may, in both cases, we're saying Shever Brachos. Amr Abayi of Yehuda Shonu happens to be that in the, this is a little confusing, Yehuda's statement was limited to Judea, to Yehuda, the province of Yehuda. Because there they used to have the custom of having Yichud, where? By Kiddushin, by Erisin. Not going to get into the history of it uh, fully, but the bottom line is they needed to have Yichud by Kiddushin then uh, already before in order to familiarize the Kala with the Chasan, believe it or not. I know it doesn't sound, I know it sounds strafe to you, Andrew, but they wanted the, the Chasan Kala to be familiar with each other before Nisuin. Okay, be that as it may, they would be mitachet um, with her then, and they would make brachos then as well. Tanya idach, and another b'risi we learn mevachin berchas chasanim beveis chasanim berchas erisin beveis ha erisin. Well, that makes sense, right? The berchas chasanim, which we'll see what it is, we'll have it in the base chasanim, which we said is chupa, and the berchas erisin in the base erisin. So ten lines up from the bottom of the page, berchas erisin my mevarch. We start getting into what we will discuss all day. Today and tomorrow, the rest of the day today and all day tomorrow, what are the Sheva Brachos? So, Ravin Bar Ada, Barry, this is a Dafyomi coincidence, is it not? You're in Sheva Brachos mode. Ravin Bar Ada, Rabba Bar Ravada, Tarvayim, Ishmeder, Yehuda, Amri. Baruch Atah, Hashem, Elokeinu, Melech Olam, 
Right? Baruch Hashem, Tzivanu al Arayas, Ve'asolanu Esarusos, right? So, commanded us that there's such a thing as Erva. And he also forbid uh, Arusa, meaning tenacious Ish. Once she's Arusa, tenacious Ish. That is, as the Ramam explained, a Chiddush of the Torah, this idea of Arusos being Kiddushin, being considered an Ashish Ish already at that stage. That's a Chiddush. To not just start living with somebody, but to have Kiddushin first. And she has the Isur, and yet, we, once you're Nesua with Chopa and Kiddushin, and uh, we'd like to add because we're learning Ksubas and Ksuba, <laughs> right? Once we have that, then you are Mutter. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll get delve into the meaning of this text, but it's a beautiful bracha nonetheless. And we have a big Shaila about this bracha. What kind of bracha is this? The Rush family says, and why you circles for some reason they know it, I think it's because Rav Salvechik pointed out, it's a bracha shevach v'ada. In other words, that would hearken back to Masechah's brachos, guys. Because whether this bracha ends with a bracha at the end, a stima or not, can make a difference. Because if it's a birchas mitzvah, and the mitzvahs of Kiddushin, which is a whole discussion in itself, is Kiddushin a mitzvah d'araisa? The Ramam holds that it does. So what is this bracha? Under the chuppah, this first bracha. Is this a birchas mitzvah? Is it a birchas shevach v'odah? It could depend. Birchas mitzvah don't usually have a, a stima, don't have the baruch Hashem. Kiddush has it at the end, right? When we make Kiddush, then we have the two sections, the bracha at the beginning and the bracha at the end. A birchas mitzvah typically doesn't. That's what we're about to read right now. That is what we do. Right? They had this steam of the bracha. However, who doesn't? Right? Those who don't have that last piece of Ravacha Bereda Rava, they hold either it's a birchas hanehenin, okay, like a fruit, or birchas a mitzvah on the erisin. Uman de chasim, and those, and those typically don't have a steamer, right? You don't say, and then eat it. You don't have a chasima, right, for birchas nenin, nor do you for birchas mitzvah. However, we have it for the birchas erison. So says the Gemara, man the kidusha, right? So they say that it's similar to kiddush, right? And so that's where we have to delve into: is it like kiddush or not? We hold that it is, and that's where I presume the rosh would say, the rush would say that's a birchas shevach v'hoda. Those are typically have the the um, opening bracha, Baruch Hashem Chalam, coming back with the Baruch Hashem, right? Mekadesh Yisrael, Kiddushin. That would uh, be more like Kiddush, less like a Birchas Mitzvah and a Birchas Nehenin. So now the two dots, two lines up from the bottom, Zayin Amid Beis, Taner Rabbanu Mevarchen Birchas Hasani Basara Kol Shiva. This is where we learn that you make a Sheva Brachas every one of the seven days. Amar Yehuda Vehu Shabau. Panim Chadashos. And that's only when you have Panim Chadashos like Dave Green. When you have Panim Chadashos uh, at the Suda, Dave, Dave is, our, is our Panim Chadashos. And so, Baruch Hashem, Benjamin, you don't qualify as Panim Chadashos because you're an old guy who left and came back. Baruch Hashem. And so when you have Panim Chadashos, that's when you, na- you have this halacha of somebody who, we say, somebody who had not been at the Chasana uh, comes to the Right, comes to the Shavar Brachos. My Mevarach, what is the text of the Shavar Brachos? Amri Yehuda, Baruch Hashem, Lokeinu Melech Olam, as we arrive in Chesam Adalaf, 
Shakol bara lichvado. That's the first one. V'yotzer adam. That's the second one. By the way, Andrew, I would take any one of these under the chuppah next time. Did you marry off your last child? Oh, that's interesting. We will pick up with the text of the actual Shem of Rachas Vezrat Hashem tomorrow. Sending subtle vibes to Andrew today.